What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Ray, how are we feeling? It was a rough weekend for the Jets. Uh, rough weekend for the Jets. Rough weekend for my bets. Uh, overall, rough, but, you know, time goes on. It's, it's good now that, like, uh, every time we lose, I don't feel like the world is uh, – the sky is falling. So, because I have faith in the GOAT, Mike White. So, he put up another – he showed a nice, nice little game – um, I know they say there's no such thing as moral victories in the NFL, but it it was good good sign of progress for him. I just want to see him keep doing it, and uh, hey, I just want to, I want playoff football, so just get me there, right? Any means necessary, right? We'll touch a little bit more on that game, but first, let's get to a recap of our bets. Ray, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I guess it was pretty pretty miz. Um. I'll start with my lone win. It was one of the best wins I've had, I guess, just hyster- <laughs> from like a his best wins I've ever seen. Just from a hysterical fucking uh, standpoint, I had under 40 and a half in the Washington and Giants game, and that ended in a 2020 tie. So it was 40 points. Unbelievable. Uh, they attempted a 58 yard field goal as overtime expired. I was selling sauce. They didn't put anyone back there to return it. So I had no fear of an Iron Ball esque uh, loss there. And he missed, so hey, I'll take a, a win's a win, so I'll take it. And that was my lone one of the week because the Chargers lost to the Raiders, which was brutal. Um, I guess that line was kind of indicative of that, even money money line. I guess that's was Vegas probably trying to warn me to stay away, but I didn't uh, the listen. Raiders won three straight, and they're five and seven, and they're almost they're right back in it. So. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, good for. McDaniels though, because people were calling for him. To, I, I heard on some podcast people were saying he was gonna be a one and done, which is kind of crazy. Right. But uh, they're back in it; they're alive. And then my teaser streak has come to an end. Miami, I got absolutely routed by San Francisco. Um, and then Lamar left the game, and they Baltimore just squeaked by Denver, so that minus two and a half missed. So yeah, I went one for three in a teaser, which Vegas didn't do their job. Not my fault. Not your fault. Don't worry about that. Um, I'll read out Dino's too. Dean, he had a, a Thursday night football bet. He had Ramondre Stevenson over, I think it was 35 and a half receiving yards. Didn't get there for two and a half units. And then he had the Jets money line and the Titans plus four and a half. Boy, could that not have been more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was plus 330. He was trying to get all of his units back, but um, a two and a half unit loss there from from a man, Dean. Um, for me, wasn't the best week, but it was, I was able to salvage one, uh, on a money line parlay, but I had a Thursday night football prop Ramondre over 25 and a half receiving yards, which he got 24, which would have covered this bet that really, uh, really hurt Allen over 200 digs over 60. So one unit loss there. Um, my 10 point te- I can't hit a 10 point teaser and I went one for three. 10 po- it's not your fault, bro. It's Vegas's fault. Ridiculous. I had the Giants plus 12 and a half, did their job, ended in a tie. The Titans plus 14 and a half got absolutely routed. Um, and then Miami plus 13 and a half lost to Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Absolutely ridiculous. He had a pretty good game, too. He looked really good. <laughs> Rock fucking Purdy. He did look really good. He looked like he was in control of that offense. And uh, we'll we'll get to Jimmy G, but um, I don't know if they're that fearful right now. What what their what their team is? 
Um, but down 1.85 units for me on the week. Um, I did see that this was the best the public did betting wise. The, uh, this was the best public betting uh, week in the NFL, which is why we did bad because we're sharps. So, you, you know, we'll let the public have the, have their one week, but um, especially for, for Ray and myself, we've been sharp all season. So don't lose, don't lose confidence in us. So it, it was a, a one week fluke for the, uh, for the public. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll be back on track next week. I promise you that. Right. All right. Let's recap some games, some really good games this week, um, at least on paper. Some may have not turned out that way, but um, Ray, let's start with the Jets. We talked about it a little bit. I don't even know what to say. I mean, we kicked five field goals. We had every opportunity to win this game. The play calling down the stretch, especially in the red zone, was miserable. But the team showed a lot of fight, and we've seen it every week from this defense, that this defense will keep us in every single game, and I don't fear any offense, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is this was a game that I would say even two to three years ago that we probably lose 42 to nine. Um, that first, that second quarter in particular, I thought it was going to get ugly really quick. And they came out of the locker room at halftime. They made their adjustments clearly and they fucking dominated that second half. Um, we were, I think we were clearly the better team in the second half. No, no doubts about it, but you can't go 0-5 on touchdowns in the red zone and win a football game in the NFL. It's not possible. Uh, I think you, you said the play calling was bad. I think it was just red zone play calling. I, I know one time they had it. Especially the, in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, they had it at the one, and then they got penalties to push them back. There was, there was two two screen plays inside the 10-yard line, which I don't know what the fuck the point of that is. Um, I think they need a – I was saying it in our group chat, but I think we need a, a real uh, red zone threat in this offense just so to get something that we can get a matchup problem, someone with some more size. I mean, Corey Davis is our only – receiver with who's like gets a bigger body and he catches everything with his body. So uh, it's not, not the, not the best recipe for success on that. So I would love to, for them to try to go out and get a receiver with some more size, like a maybe Denzel Mims, maybe, but someone who can actually play. Um, Yeah. Just honestly, probably the most disappointing loss I've experienced since 2015 against the bills that last week of the regular season. It was rude. I really thought we were going to have it. We had it on the one yard line a few times. Um, that couple couple uh, deep passes too that uh, they missed Garrett Wilson by about six inches. Yep. Uh, he he broke one that he got tackled at the shoestring. Corey Davis did the same thing. It just should have won that game. It really pisses me off. Right. Um. I mean, you said it, and I, I think I said it maybe yesterday or, or the day before that that was a game of a few years ago. We get actually absolutely schlacked, and that second half is is non-existent. This team fights. Um, Salah is really good second half adjustment coach. Um, that defense played fucking awesome in the second half. Yeah, the pass rush in particular, they were they were completely silent that first half where they got after Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins in the second half, who played a pretty brutal game. He did not look good. Um, big test, obviously for Sauce, pretty much his his first one of the year. I would I would say, Diggs. Uh, huh? With Diggs too. Um, Jettis is different, um, especially the way they use him in the in that offense. Um, 
I think but, Diggs is I think Diggs is like a top five receiver personally. I mean, I mean he is, but I just think when you compliment Stefan Diggs with, with Josh Allen, it's it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's even more but of a test. If if Jefferson had Josh Allen, it'd be insane. Yeah, it'd be mayhem. Um but it, it was tough, tough for sauce, but I think it was it was a good learning experience for him to go up against arguably the best re- receiver in the game. Um, and I feel good walking away from this game about where the direction of this team is headed would have been really, really nice to, to take a win there and, and move up. But, uh, Hey, we're still in the playoff hunt. We're still in it. Mike White's going to keep balling. This defense is going to be really good. So, um, massive divisional game this week. Yes. Massive. Yes. Let's beat those fucking hillbillies. All right, let's get to the second game. Uh, Dolphins 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo forced out of this game early um, with a foot injury. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, steps in, absolutely balls out on the Miami Dolphins. And this 49er defense is just absolutely absurd. Um, I mean, they held everybody down. They're, I think the Dolphins ran for like 35 yards maybe. Um, they obviously haven't been a great running team for the entire season, but if you hold a team to under 40 yards, it's pretty damn good. They picked off two of twice. They were pretty much able to hold down everybody outside of Tyreek Hill. Um, and that was enough for them. Yeah. I mean, Nick Bosa, three sacks, four QB hits. Uh, he, I think he just took the lead for defensive player of the year, uh, to be honest. I think him and Mike are probably two top two right now, but I mean, Jimmy G, their veteran quarterback, goes down early, and you think that like a team like San Francisco in a Shanahan offense would just run the ball, you know, try to like exploit like the Dolphins are kind of weak up front. I think I was saying last week's episode, not the case. They Brock Purdy threw the ball thirty-seven times for two hundred and ten yards. I mean, he had a good game. No training wheels on him. It looked like he like you, I think you were saying before the pod. Uh, he knew he had control of the offense. He was not the moment was not too big for him. And I think he was the first Mr. Irrelevant to start a game at quarterback, or he's going to be the first Mr. Irrelevant to start a game at quarterback, which is pretty pretty funny to think about out of all the years of the draft. But, yeah, Sam, I mean, the Dolphins, I think they got put in their place a little bit. They've been playing a lot of shitty teams, and that speed has just been too much, and um, they faced a juggernaut defense and saw what happened. Right, yeah. I mean, I think I- – I mean, the 49ers, that, that defense is so crazy. I mean, and they held them down, and, I mean, they took it to them. The time of possession, 40 minutes to 20 minutes. Um, they had 10 more first downs than the Dolphins, and they won the turnover battle 4-1. to one. Um, I think for Miami, playing in the AFC is really nice for them because, I mean, you play against the Bills, you play against the Chiefs, you play against the Bengals, even though the Bengals do have a good defense – um, you know, you can kind of go score for score with a lot of these teams, but then when you get towards the NFC, especially at the top with the 49ers and the Eagles, with those two vaunted defenses, like they don't have to play those guys until possibly a Super Bowl. Um, I think those two teams are really, really bad matchups for the for the Dolphins, and they have some better matchups in the AFC. I don't see them as the one of the three best teams, um, but they're gonna be there. I don't. I just feel like this offense. I mean, they ran the ball eight times last week. You can't do that shit, um, especially when you have a quarterback who isn't a top five quarterback in the game. Like you're saying, they match up well in the AFC, but 
I don't want Tua going fucking uh, throw for throw with Josh Allen and Mahomes. That's just not a recipe for success at all. I think it's surprising, too, because McDaniel comes from that Shanahan scheme. You'd think they'd try to emphasize the run a little bit more. I know they're beat up on the line, which and obviously San Francisco's line is just dominant. So maybe he just thought there was no way that they, they just the matchup was just too bad. Like we have to just win it through the air. But they got fixed that. They got fixed that, I think, going forward if they want to really compete. Right. All right, let's get to the last game. Um, an, an awesome game. Chiefs Bengals, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Cincinnati. Um, I mean, this team has beaten Kansas City three times in three games in the last two years. Um, this was one of my possible storylines that we were going to touch on after this recap. But are they the best team in the AFC? Um. I think they're top three. I think that's safe to say. I think that um, the top three teams right now in the AFC are all kind of neck and neck where it's kind of like, it's like, I think it's almost like whatever you prefer. I don't think there's a clear number one, but Joe Burrow is legit, dude. That guy is, um, he is something. He's just special. He the poise he has uh, and just like the command of his offense in particular too. Uh, he, there's no stage too big for that guy. That's a guy that you want in the playoffs who just to win you some games. Right. Massive for them. They got Jamar Chase back. Looked really good. Did not look like he was hurt at all. Yeah, he didn't miss a beat. And uh, and that offensive line is starting to starting to come together. They struggled at the beginning of the year. And Zach Taylor, they completely, they pretty much abandoned uh, going under center because they were really slow paced under center for ninety five percent of their snaps um, to start the year. They've completely taken that out. They're a ton of shotgun, and they're letting Burrow cook and doing what he does. Um, you said it. That guy's special. And the defense stepped up big time. I mean, they held Kelsey down. They got to Mahomes. Um, Trey Hendrickson and, and Sam Hubbard, really good players. And that's the recipe for for teams to beat them. It's to get home with, with four, and you can drop everybody in coverage. Um, they, they do a really good job of containing Kelsey, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, he was. I saw like I think in like the first half he had like either zero or one catches. He was being held in check big time. And for an offense that's kind of missing that um, star wide receiver on the outside, you take away Kelsey, that offense doesn't really have much else to go. Right. Also, I just want to say this: uh, Do you think Mixon, when he's healthy, gets the job back from Samaj Piran? Because that guy's been running like a motherfucker, and in the, especially in the passing game too. He's I think he's more of a threat than Mixon right now. I don't know. Um, I would say it's gotta be more of a timeshare, right? Nixon's going to take over the lead role, but it might be closer to a 50, 50 split than, uh, than it ever has been. I think, yeah. I mean, how can you take that guy off the field right now? He's playing awesome. He's playing insane. He's hard to bring down. He runs hard as fuck. Nixon's been really inefficient this year too. Um, I mean, he scores a lot of touchdowns and he gets yards because they give him the ball a fuck ton. But, um, He's been super inefficient this year, and and they, like you said, that that extra dynamic from Piran in the passing game is is really opening up their offense, because um, you can't just key in on, on Chase and Higgins deep shots. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting. It's, it's going to be an awesome race to the top, um, especially now that they picked up an extra game on the Chiefs. And also, no Lamar now, too, for week to week. That's massive right. for the Bengals. Right. Well, these are some of the storylines we, we were going to hit on. So let's start there. Let's start with Lamar. 
Um, goes out. It's going to be week to week now. Um, Tyler Huntley stepped in a massive drive to end that game. Uh, ends up running for a touchdown. He was two and five last year as Lamar's replacement. Um, but I honestly think he's a good player. Uh, I feel okay with him in there. Where do you see the Ravens now um, with Lamar out? Do you still see them as a playoff team? I think it's going to be a tough. I mean, that system that uh, they run, though, I mean, I think Huntley, is, he's been he's had to step in for Lamar in the past, too, and he's been able to run that offense efficiently. I think they're going to need to rely uh, much more on the running game, but I feel like their running backs are kind of banged up, too, right? Is um. Like who, like who's getting the most carries yeah. for them right now? Because I think uh, Dobbins is like still. I think he's is he coming back? I don't remember what they said. He's uh, got an outside chance, I think, to play this week, but he could be back the following week. Um, Gus has been in and out. Kenyon Drake has been been there, and and that's kind of been their guy. Um, but I. Actually, I'm gonna look at their schedule. Really it's fast. just it's just such a makeshift, but that, I mean that defense will keep them in any game, especially when uh, their offense is just so like you know it's just gonna be Baltimore Raven football. Rely they on the got, run. They got uh, the Steelers. They, they have Steelers the, twice. They got the Steelers, the Browns, the Falcons, the Steelers, the Bengals. So not a terror. I mean, divisional AF- games. AFC North games are always fucking battles. Yeah, but the Steelers stink. Um, Obviously, they're it, it's going to be a battle, but um, I mean, it's not like you got to play any of the AFC West or Browns with Deshaun too. Yeah, I mean, that, that that game they didn't have a touchdown in that game until the like the last play of the game. Yeah, well, the Texans are like a minor league football. If they should get relegated, we should we should figure out a way to make that happen because they are brutal. Yeah, um, I mean. They're clearly tanking for the first pick. Yeah, got Kyle Allen playing quarterback right now. It's wild, but yeah. um, I think I think the uh, I mean they're eight and four the Ravens, so they you know they have some breathing room. I think that they are in a decent spot. I think Lamar they said was between one and three weeks. So if Huntley can hold down the fort, get a win out of these next three, and then when Lamar comes back, I think they'll be in good shape. Right. Um. Let's go to the other quarterback that got hurt this week. It was Jimmy G. Um, we mentioned it a little bit, but doesn't need foot surgery apparently, but could be up to eight weeks, which is yeah. brutal, um, which basically le- it leads you into the playoffs. Where do you see the 49ers? Do you think this defense can get it done through the playoffs? And from what you saw from Brock Purdy, obviously, one game sample size, who knows? Um, but how do you feel about the 49ers? Yeah, I'm I'm just surprised it even – putting a claim on Baker. I know uh, there's a lot of speculation when Baker got released that, I mean, it was just an obvious fit, but I think Shanahan came out this morning. was like, no, nah, like that's not something we're looking at right now, which I think it's just kind of surprising. Um, I know they signed Josh Johnson. So he's, that's his like what 17th team now in the NFL he's played for. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I'm just curious to see if you think they, they got to stick with Purdy after that game, right? Just ride him until uh, it's like starts falling apart. Right. Um, um they got the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. I mean, it's not the hardest schedule. I feel right. like if if you want a Mister Irrelevant starting for a team, it's going to be a Kyle Shanahan offense. So I think I de- like that's probably with a top three defense. So he's, he's for situation goes, it's probably the best situation you could have hoped for. Um, I'm I'm excited to see. It. I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for the 49ers too. I love 
I just love that team. I feel connected with them, obviously, because of Salah, and they got my boy Nicky Bosa. So I'm rooting for them, but it's going to be an uphill battle. I th- and uh, Super Bowl aspirations, I think, kind of, they obviously took a fucking massive hit. Yeah, that's so tough. It, it's tough to hear, even for you to say that their Super Bowl chances took a hit. But all people were talking about this offseason, Jimmy G can't get it done. He's not the guy. But now... Jimmy G, Jimmy G's hurt. We have no yeah. shot. Like, what does that know. say about Jimmy G? Yeah, I'm just saying any QB goes, any team goes to the number three QB. I mean, their Super Bowl aspirations are hanging on by a fucking thread. True that. Um, couple other things we want we wanted to talk about. You obviously just mentioned Baker. Baker got claimed by the Rams. Um, I saw some really bad quotes about Baker from guys around the league saying that he's not a starting quarterback and almost every team in the league feels like that. You said he's got an outside shot to play this week that they said, which is absolutely crazy. If they, yeah, I, they started I, him, I saw on Twitter, they said they're going to uh, send him over the playbook, let him uh, try to learn the offense on the flight uh, to LA and see what happens. But I, they said outside chance may happen. I mean, they, uh, what's, what's the quarterback's name? John Walford. Is that his Wolford. name? Wolford. I mean that guy's not getting it done. So, and you got to think about they it. Almost like, won. <laughs> almost. Um, you just got to think about it. like Stafford on IR. I think his future. People are starting to really question his future, as they are with literally everyone on the Rams. But a guy like a former number one overall pick, playing in some, I mean, not I guess meaningless games. Kind of, they're kind of out of it. Obviously, uh, let him learn the offense and maybe. Maybe he signs up again for next year as a, either a backup or a trans, like a transitory quarterback. Right. Yeah. I mean, it almost. I guess it is an audition for him. It's a, it's a good opportunity for him. They, have, I, not, they have nothing to play for. They don't have their first round pick next year, um, and they're in the doghouse right now. And all these guys, I got to imagine that there's going to be a lot of interesting conversations in the off season about guys retiring, guys going to different teams it's, it could all be gone after a super bowl in one season yeah and if, if you're a baker mayfield if you want to have like a, a audition like what offense better than a sean mcveigh offense too like, like we were saying about shanahan you know that those offense are really quarterback friendly so may, maybe give him a shot to uh win over some prospective teams yeah he has less weapons than he had in Carolina too, which is really bad. <laughs> that, that team is trapped. I'm seeing you, a lot of Tutu Atwell out there. On uh... <laughs> are you shit on Skronsky, bro? Bro, <laughs> that team blows. I mean, I don't know. Van Jefferson is pretty good. Robinson, uh, Atwell, like you said, Atwell's been playing pretty well too. Come on, Ray. I know. I'm just come on, <laughs> come on. I'm a, you know me. I'm a big scheme over uh, players type of guy too. I feel that. Our boy Cam Akers got in the end zone twice last week. Let's fucking go. Our boy's back <laughs> on the verge of on the verge of getting cut. Now he's leading the team in carries again. Gotta love that. Only in the NFL, baby. Um, last thing I just I just wanted to mention: the Titans fired their GM John Robinson. Uh, he's been the GM since 2016. Uh, made the playoffs four of the last six years that he had full years and. They're going to make the playoffs again this year, most likely. Um, we were a little surprised when that news came through because I think for a team that has, honestly, I don't think they don't have that much talent, and they've consistently gotten to the playoffs. Um, little surprise. What do you think about that one? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the owner sending a message saying we, I, I want a championship. Pretty much what he's saying. Uh, I guess the the team is kind of built in a strange way. You know, they not much emphasis on uh, quarterback, and then also, I, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but uh, AJ they shipped their star wide receiver off to the Eagles, and he came back and just dicked them down, and he gets fired a day later. So I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but an owner could maybe, maybe he's a little salty. You know, who knows? But I'm curious to see how this, like, what the Titans go from here. Um, I wonder what, like, if Rabel's going to have a say, I'm assuming, in the GM who gets hired, right? Like, it's it's just, I I always feel like it's weird when, uh, like, an organization isn't in line. I think it's best when the owner hires a GM and they both get together and hire the coach. But Rabel's a football guy where, like, I think if it works that way, too, if he, if they have to, if he kind of signs off on the GM in a sense, I think it could work. But it's just, it gets a little fishy there for me. Yeah, I mean they're not getting rid of Rabel. I mean he's everything. He's everything to to that organization. He's one of the best coaches in the league. Um, but just thought it was kind of confusing because they draft Malik Willis last year. Granted, not with high capital, but he is your guy for the future. They do have an out on Ryan Tannehill next year. I think the dead cap's somewhere between eighteen to twenty million. Um, so maybe they, if you get a new GM in there, you you're cleaning house. I don't know. Um, should be interesting because even though they're going to be in the playoffs, but they're not doing anything in the playoffs. And I've said that for a while now about them, but they, they, they beat fucking um, the Ravens in Baltimore that one year. So, I mean, I don't see them having Super Bowl chances either, but they're run. They're, I mean, really nice, well coached. So maybe you get a nice actual um, personnel guy in there to give the coach some better pieces. That's, that's I guess that's a good step. Right. Um, yeah, we're coming down to it. Playoff uh playoff December. pictures in, in, in full swing. Um the Buccaneers got an absolutely crazy win last night to <laughs> to stay ahead of the, the Atlanta Falcons. That division is so shitty. The Bucs look really bad, and I can't believe that they're gonna be in the playoffs, honestly. Watch out for single Brady, baby. I don't know. That he Imagine. looks <laughs> so bad. He's so washed. It's crazy. And I'm going to keep saying that, and then he'll fucking go crazy in the playoffs. Um, but their offense looks pathetic, honestly. Yeah, it starts up front, I feel like, for them. Big time. Their issues start. Big time. But it should be really interesting. Playoff picture in full swing. Um, and in both conferences, there's really only like nine teams looking at, at seven spots. Um, if that right should be a good one hopefully yeah, but, there. hey man we said meaningful games in December as we got so now it's just time to one step up let's get the yeah. playoffs baby right all right so that'll wrap it up for us here on between two tackles thank you for listening hopefully you enjoyed our NFL recap stick with us we got some mock drafts next week Ray big time let's go a mock draft let's fucking go hyped up first one of the year um should be really interesting to see what (laughs) what we come up with um on our first run but stay with us for that as always please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022 2023 season ray appreciate you peace